Hello and welcome to the week in football. A lot of stuff happening this week. A lot of good stuff happening. A lot of interesting playoff stuff happening. And just in general, well, you know what? A lot of football stuff happening. I've already said that three times. All right, let's get into it. We got the week recap, starting with the Thursday football game. We have the Jacksonville Jaguars going into New Jersey, beating the Jets 19-2-3. Very solid game from the Jags. Like to see it. Like to see it. Uh, overall, I would say this this is a good, you know, solid game from Trevor Lawrence. Twenty for thirty-one for two twenty-nine, no touchdowns. But when you got a running game going with Travis Etienne and Lawrence con- contributing fifty-one of his own yards to that pile, I mean, he, I think, I really think Trevor Lawrence kind of willed this team to this win. Uh, good to see uh, Evan Ingram actually catching passes. I know it's a shocker, considering his hands were made of stone when he played for New York. But apparently, when you go to Florida, not only do you not pay income tax, but you can catch footballs. It's the darndest thing, really. Uh, overall, decent game played by the Jags. Uh, did enough to win. Uh, Zach Wilson was awful and got benched again. I think we have just seen the end of Zach Wilson's career as a starter in the NFL. It really sucks. Uh, He looked like he had a lot of potential. Um, Just really couldn't get the game going. Couldn't really get the game to slow down for him, which, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you really want a quarterback prospect to be able to do that. And then the guy who came in to back him up, Chris Shreveler of the – before of the – US, not the USFL, the AAF, which is such a weird name for a football league. The American Alliance of Football. America, it's something like that. It's a really weird name. Anyway, uh, he was on the Arizona Hot Shots. Good to see him showing up here, even if he did go 10 for 15 for only 90 yards. Uh, leading the team in rushing. Uh, he tried to will this team to a win, but I, I think at this point the Jets have just kind of lost it. They, I think, are going to really uh, butt-fumble it down the stretch here. Sorry, not sorry. And ultimately, I just I don't see... This Jets team needs Mike White. I think he's their guy for the foreseeable future. And if you know Mike can get back for week 17 and 18, I think the Jets could sneak into the playoffs, but uh, that remains to be seen for me. Moving on, we got the Falcons going into Bollamer, losing 17-9. to Not a great day when your kicker is the only one putting up points, apparently. Uh, Desmond Redder really getting a trial-by-fire experience, which, you know, it could work. It Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, when he's going 22 of 33 for 218, no tutties. Uh, I think it's working. He's playing well. I think we just need to get that little bit extra from the offense, and I think things will start looking up for them. Uh, Tyler Allgeer, good running day for him, 18 of 74 for 4.1 average. No tutties on this offense. Drake London playing his heart out. Seven catches, 96 yards. I see some good pieces here for this Atlanta team. 
Uh, obviously, I still think they're pretty deep into their rebuild, unfortunately. And it's just one of those things where, as you're seeing it, it's, they're going to improve, I think, at some point. Like, I know putting my faith in the Falcons is very risky, but sometimes this is one of those times where I think the Falcons are moving in the right direction. I think you can see a lot of good things happening here, but it's just going to take, I think, a couple more seasons to really work out the kinks, unless Desmond Ritter can really take a good step forward next year, I think. Uh, you have Tyler Huntley, or as I like to call him, uh, Lamargerin, because you can't believe he's not Lamar. Uh, not having a great day, 9 of 17 for 115, but he did throw a touchdown. Uh, the, the Now, the Ravens running game did not score any points. They did not put any points on the board, but they did affect the game. And what do we say on this? We always say on this show... Running the ball effectively wins you football games. Gus Edwards, 11 carries, 99 yards. J.K. Dobbins, 12 carries, 59 yards. Tyler Huntley throwing in an additional 26. Uh, Overall, everyone looking good. Uh, Nothing really else to say. It's just kind of weird to see Deshaun Jackson and Sammy Watkins being on the same team in 2022. Uh, Frankly, Sammy... Is just failed potential in my eyes. And Deshaun is... He's a good receiver. I think he's a really good, like, streaky receiver. He'll disappear for some games, I swear. But he's a good, he's a good solid receiver. Uh, it just sucks that... Well, this... I mean, for first of all, if you're a receiver on the Ravens, you have to accept the fact that you probably won't be getting 1,000 yards every year. That's kind of the first thing I th- think you really have to come to terms with. Second is, you can have great games in this offense, but when the running game is going as well as it is, you just kind of have to accept it, I think, in my eyes. So that's it's good to see. Good to see. Uh, we got a game that's near and dear to my heart coming up right here. We have the Detroit Lions going into Charlotte, getting absolutely pantsed by the Panthers, 37-23. That Panthers offense was clicking. I actually watched this game in real time uh, with my dad. Uh, great, great spending time with him. Sam Darnold not looking too shabby, 15 for 22, 250 and a tutty. Um Everyone really, really spreading the ball out. But DJ getting the bulk of the targets, five receptions, 83 yards, a touchdown. Good to see him having a good game. But I think the story of this game was the absolute two-headed threat that is Deonta Foreman and Chuba Hubbard. Uh, 21 carries, 165 yards, and a tutty for Deonta Foreman and for Chuba we have 12 carries, 125 yards. Absolutely killer. This this Lions defense just could not stop them. They These guys were imposing their will. Multiple 20-yard runs. Like, it was brutal to watch. Having said, the Lions did not go quietly into the night. Jared Goff had a decent game. 25-42, and 355, and three tutties. The running game didn't really show up for the Lions. The Panthers had it really under wraps, uh, really solid to watch. DJ Chark and Amon Ross St. Brown both having decent games. Uh, four receptions, 108 for DJ, and Amon Ra had seven for 76 off of 13 targets. 
Uh, just overall, the Panthers defense, I think, playing really good lockdown stuff. And uh, ultimately, I think it just came down to the Panthers defense stepped up, really put the throat on the line, put their foot on the throat of the Lions early, and didn't really ever, uh, didn't really ever stop. Uh, they were after Goff. They were very merciless. Just a really solid effort from this Panthers defense. And this is the Panthers defense. I'll cover this a little bit later. This is a Panthers defense. I think could make a run for the playoffs. We'll see how the Bucks and we'll see how the Panthers play out the rest of the season, especially with the Bucks winning, which we will talk about a little bit later. Uh, we got the Bills going into Chicago to play. Say it with me. Dubbers. With uh, beating the Bears 35 to 13. Uh, this is, I think this is just a tune up game for them, really, going into the playoffs. Uh, Josh Allen, 15 of 26, 172, two tutties, two picks. That's not what you really want to see. Devin Singletary and James Cook combining for, sorry, uh, combining for an absolutely brutal uh, two headed monster. I think you. A lot of success, I think, in this league comes off of, yes, you can have a bell cow back, and Tennessee, I think, can proves that you can kind of have a bell cow back, but it's really good when you have two guys who have different skill sets as running backs, and if you can really, like, emphasize, like, oh, you're going to have to, you know, kind of, instead of, you know, just focusing on Derrick Henry, you're going to have to focus on Devin Singletary and James Cook, both of which... You know, they can do different things to you. And you're really going to have to pay attention to who's in the backfield. I, f I find that to be incredibly dangerous. Stephon Diggs uh, only had two catches for 26. Uh, the Bears didn't really play all that well. Justin Fields had a 15 for 23, 119, and a tutty. Uh, Nathan Peterman showed up again, 3 out of 5, 25. I, that's, I mean, nothing really else to say here. Um just kind of sucks to see. Bears, you, you guys are still in the woods, I think. But uh, I think next year, getting some, maybe getting some new receivers. You guys need new receivers. Really starting to build around Justin Fields next year. I can see the Bears starting to really turn the corner. Especially if Fields continues to develop. All right, we got the Saints treating the Browns to a little bit of the debauchery of Bourbon Street, beating them 17-10. to 10. Uh, I hate to say it, but I don't think the Browns are really going to make the playoffs this year. Um, we'll look up a little bit later. Uh, they're definitely out of the playoffs, actually. Pardon, pardon me. And it just kind of sucks. Um, but I think next year is going to be your year with Deshaun getting some more snaps. Uh, Nick Chubb still doesn't get things, getting almost, you know, 100 yards with 92. Uh, Mari Cooper looking like the guy. Uh, Browns fans, I know you're kind of sad about this year, but uh, I wouldn't despair. Ultimately, I think this is one of the cases of you need – Look Look at what you're going to have next year. It, I think it will kind of bring a little bit more joy to you than what happened this year. Uh, Saints fans, I don't really know what to tell you guys. I, I'm, I'm, I'm ambivalent about you. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Seahawks not really having a great day going into Arrowhead, losing 24-10. I hate to say it, but I don't think this is Geno's. Actually, I'm not even going to hate to say this. I don't think this game was Geno's fault. Uh, yeah, he threw a pick, but 25-40 for 215 and a tutty. Uh, I think this is more on the defense not really being able to stop Kansas City. But let's be real here. Who can stop Kansas City? That I think that's the question of the hour is who can stop Kansas City? My bet, no one. It, their offense is so overpowered that it kind of makes up for their defense not being that good. Uh, overall, just a really solid game from uh, Patrick Holmes. Um, uh, Travis Kelsey having 113 receiving yards. I, Isaiah Pacheco. Playing well as well. Good to see the Chiefs rounding into form towards the end of the year. They are going to be a nightmare in the playoffs. Uh, Vikings fans, I don't know what you guys are doing keeping the games this close. But we got the Giants going into Minnesota losing 27-24. Daniel Jones having an alright game. Uh, but Saquon also having a really great game. And Richie James, Isaiah Hodgins having good games. Daniel Jones is 30 of 42 for 334, a tutty and a pick. Uh, not what you want to see, but uh, completed a good majority of his passes. Good to see. Uh, Saquon, 14 carries, 84 yards, one tutty. Uh, Richie James having 90 yards off of eight catches. And Isaiah Hodgins going 89 yards off of eight catches and a tutty. Overall, just a good, solid game by this Giants offense. However, you know, this Minnesota offense, I think it's just conditioned to run all game. Uh, we got Kirk Cousins going 34-48 for 299 and three tutties. Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison, don't know who you really are, both having decent games, 14 carries for 64 for Dalvin, 4 for 17 for Alexander. Justin Jefferson continues to prove that he is kind of, I think he's the next coming of Michael Vick, but he doesn't exactly have the skill set of, sorry, not Michael Vick, um, Randy Moss. I'm sorry. I don't know why I was thinking Michael Vick. Apologies for that. But uh, Jeff and Jefferson, 12 receptions, 133 yards. A tutty, TJ Hawkinson finally showing that he's was worth that trade, going 13 receptions, 109 yards, and two touchdowns. Something that surprised me this year is Adam Thielen has kind of faded down the stretch here. That's a little concerning, but keep an eye on it. I think he'll bounce back in the next couple of weeks. Overall, this game is much closer than it should have been. I think the Vikings really should have wiped the floor with the Giants, but uh, good to see them kind of uh, eke this one out. A game I don't want to talk about. But I kind of have to. I'll admit, I didn't really want to watch this game. Because at this point, I, as a Patriots fan, I'm going to keep it real with you. I've given up on this season. I really have. Uh, Joe Burrow, first of all, playing a great game. 40 completed passes out of 52. 375 yards. Uh, three touchdowns. Two picks. Not great. Uh, Patriots deep. Definitely did play well. T. Higgins caught... Caught a fair amount of the, that for uh, eight receptions, 128 for Anna Tutty. Jamar Chase doing Jamar Chase things. What else do you want to know? Uh, Joe, Joe Mixon playing well as well. Uh, well, 16 carries, 65 yards. 
Uh, Mac Jones playing an all right game, actually. Uh, 21 of 33 for 240 and two touchdowns. But Mondre Stevenson really getting bottled up here. That's not great to see, considering he's our entire offense. Kendrick Bourne having a 100-yard day with a, t- with a touchdown. And Jacoby Myers behind him with 83 yards and a touchdown. Frankly, uh, New England really trying to come back at the end there. But, I, again, I'm going to emphasize this. We are punting so many of these, and we didn't even really score a touchdown until the third quarter, towards the end of the third quarter. And even then, like, we are desperately trying to come back in a game we really shouldn't be coming back in. We should be winning these games. And it's just kind of awful that the fact that we're just, we're not even doing that well. Nick Folk missing extra points. What, what's up with that? I mean, this was a game I think we could have won. We scored three touchdowns. We could have put something. We could have put some pressure on him. We could have tied it up. But um, this is just unfortunate to see. As a Patriots fan, again, I stress this, and I've been stressing this this entire season. Fire Matt Patricia. Fire Joe Judge. They deserve to be nowhere near an NFL team after what they pulled and their respective teams that they failed at. I'm sorry, they just don't. Moving right along, we got the Texans going into Nashville, embarrassing the Titans, beating them 1914. Uh, Houston, looking good out there. Uh, Davis Mills, not playing awful, but not playing great either. Philip Dorsett showed up. I mean, honestly, this. This Texans team, I think they're playing for their jobs at this point. Let's be real here. Uh, I think this is – and Tennessee's also just sucks this year. Let's, let's also be clear about that. Tennessee sucks this year. I think we're realizing that Ryan Tannehill wasn't great, which is why they're putting in Malik Willis. He's playing okay, but I don't think Malik is one of those players you really – like I was talking about earlier, I don't think you want to trial by fire Malik Willis. I think he needs – I think he needs to be really just not necessarily coddled. I think coddled is the wrong word, but I think he needs to be more carefully taken care of. I think he really needs – he might take these steps next year. My hope is he does that. Either that or the Titans, I think, need to start looking at developing kind of a similar thing to what the Bills have for maybe what the Ravens have where they go run first with Derrick Henry and another back, along with Malik Willis. So that way you're freezing these linebackers, and then you can hit them with a play action deep to maybe like a Robert Woods, Austin Hooper, uh, maybe someone else they can get deep. Uh, this is, I think, a team in search of an identity. Uh, and Derrick Henry is really, I think, their only solid piece. Again, He had a great game, 23 carries, uh, 126 yards, a tutty. Uh, Malik Willis running in for a tutty. I think Malik Willis can be good. It's just going to be a matter of um, patience with him, I think. Moving on, we got the Washington Com Team Skins. I'm sorry, the Washington Commanders going into San Francisco, losing 23 to 20. I'm sorry, 37 to 20. I, I'm I'm terribly sorry about that. Uh, 
Taylor Heineke, play, I actually think playing okay. 13 of 18, 166, two touchdowns a pick. I don't know why Carson Wentz is playing. Evidently, somebody got benched. Uh, t Scary Terry doing scary, and Jahan Dotson doing pretty good work. Um, I think this is a commander's team that could have made the playoffs, but this is definitely going to be an uphill battle. Let's also be real here. The 49ers are a very good team. Uh, Brock Purdy, I think, is playing very well with the with his play. Uh, but I think also Kyle Shanahan's offense is very good for quarterbacks because it sets up a lot of good things for them, as well as you have a lot of good targets in this on this offense. You have Brandon Ayuk, you have you know Christian McCaffrey, you know Ray May Ray Ray McLeod can be good. Uh, George Kittle is great. Uh, just as a team, I think that's really good on the surface, and I think it can do a lot of good things. It also has just a stout defense, and I think I could see the 49ers making a deep playoff run. Uh, also great to see, I think, a late-round selection on Brock Purdy. Uh, always, I, I like to see the kind of the, the day three picks. I like to see the undrafted guys doing well. And, you know, he's kind of right on that line, considering he's Mr. Irrelevant. So, the most relevant Mr. Irrelevant, I guess you could say. All right, moving right along here. We have the Cowboys beating the previously only one loss Philadelphia Eagles 40-34. to I... I have no strong feelings about this game. Eagles have already clinched. The Cowboys have already clinched. Uh, Gardner Minshew, I wish, played a little bit better. Uh, I think he's a great... I think Gardner Minshew can be a very good quarterback. I, I think a team should take a chance on him and sign him. That's just my opinion. Maybe the Panthers will. That's my hope. Devonta Smith, A.J. Brown, both having good games. Over 100 yards each. If I'm the Eagles, I'm not mad about this game. This was a solid game played by them. Uh, Dak Prescott uh, plays well, I guess. I, I don't really want to talk about the Cowboys. I don't want to praise them. So we're just going to move on. Uh, we got the Vegas Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders going into Pittsburgh. Losing to the Pittsburgh Steelers on the night that they're retiring Franco Harris's jersey. Rest in peace, Franco Harris. May you be catching footballs off your shoes in the action and the afterlife. By the way, if you haven't seen that play that he's famous for, which I don't remember the name of it, um, go go see that play. It's an incredible play. It's very much you do you play to the whistle, through the whistle. In fact, Derek Carr playing very ugly, sixteen of thirty, one touchdown, three picks. Uh, this was a very sloppy effort. I don't think this says that Derek Carr is a bad quarterback. I'm, let me put that out there first and foremost. I don't think Derek Carr is a bad quarterback. First of all, I think he's too fixated on Devontae Adams. Let's be real here. I think a lot of Derek's bad season here can be attributed to Josh McDaniels. I don't. I think McDaniels is one of those guys who's better off as a coordinator because he can tell ideas to the head coach. 
it's kind of the whole George Lucas thing, right? Where Lucas is good as a director. If he has someone saying, okay, let's refine the idea. Let's bring this, the, let's go from a shotgun look at it to more of a rifle precision look. I think McDaniels is better, Josh McDaniels is better with that as opposed to being, and being the coordinator and being kind of checked down by a head coach. As a head coach, he's fucking awful. So, I would say, you know, I think the the Steelers played a very scrappy game. Kenny Pickett playing a decent game, 26-39, 244, a touchdown, a pick. I think this was, you know, this is kind of one of those, you know, tough games that you got to win. And I think the Steelers did enough at the end to get over the hump. So, good job, Steelers. All right, we got the Green Bay Packers evidently thinking they're on a nice winter vacation to Florida, going to be going to uh, beat Miami. And uh, I, have a, I would have a clip from South Park to play here, but I don't want to get DMCA'd. But let's put it this way: Green Bay Packers is evidently Japanese for whale f- or for dolphin fishermen because Aaron Rodgers. Pretty decent game, 24-38, touchdown and a pick. They played good enough to win, and sometimes that's just what that's just the best thing you can ask for. Uh, the I think the defense really stepped up here, did a pretty good job. Adrian Amos having nine tackles on the day, and ultimately I think the Dolphins just couldn't get it going. Uh, Tua throwing 310 yards but a tu- and a touchdown, but three picks is not the way to go. I think Mike McDaniels is going to kind of learn a lot of hard, you know, hard lessons about being a head coach um, this season. I think the Dolphins can still, you know, do some p- pretty good stuff this season, but um, this is definitely a slump for them. Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill both playing good games, though, so. They're doing something right. I think they just need to tweak it a little bit, and they're going to be doing a lot more right. Um, the Rams killed the Broncos. I let's put it this way: if I was going to cover this game, I would just I'd be repeating myself over shit I've said all year about the Broncos. Um, this was a tank bowl, but uh, Rams eat those fifty burgers, you earned them this game. That's that's all I'm gonna say. I, I this is not a game worth covering other than saying Jesus Christ, you're beating a dead horse at this point. All right, we got the Bucks going into Arizona, beating the Cards nineteen sixteen. Brady playing not great, thirty two forty eight two eighty one, a touchdown, two picks. Leonard Fournette, though, got finally got to be unleashed. 20 carries, 72 yards. Not a great average, but better than what they've been doing. Uh, he was also their best receiver, so something was happening there. Uh, ultimately, I, I feel sorry for the Bucks. I really do. I think they're better than they show to be, but it's frankly just... It's kind of awful to watch. Now, on the other hand, I think the the cards have everything, everything that's happened in the cards they completely and utterly deserve. They have a shitty head coach. They have a all like I don't think Kyler's a great quarterback, and people who are, say that he is, I just I think they're dumb. 
Chase McSorley is doing his best to do stuff for this team. James Conner playing pretty well. 15 carries, 79 yards, and a touchdown. Frankly, I'm just this this team. I'm just not. It's not good. I'm sorry. Sorry, Cards fans. Your team sucks. Kyler sucks, and your coach sucks. So that's 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 all the analysis you need for that. We got the Chargers going into Indianapolis. Beatings the Saturdays are for the boys. Herbert going 24, 31, 235, no tutties and a pick. Austin Eckler showing that he is an elite. Not elite, but he's definitely playing elite. Uh, 18 carries, 67 yards, two tutties. Playing very well. Was pretty much kind of put the team on his back in this one. Keenan Allen, a over 100 yard game. Mike Williams having a pretty good game. <clears throat> just over and three picks by this defense absolutely freaking brutal uh i think this shows you what the chargers can do if they're playing well which is just absolutely dominate a team hey nick Foles showed up he threw three picks that's the most like notable thing to happen to this colts off offense what else do you want me to say the trash colts have fun rebuilding Honestly. All right. If you're looking at the playoff picture here, a lot of lot of interesting things happening. We got the Chargers clinching in the playoffs. We got the Ravens clinching. We and that's that's actually about it. We got a lot of like I said, a lot of good stuff happening this week. We got two spots left in the AFC. The Patriots could potentially get a spot. They're just going to have to win out. They have two wins. And and basically, the hopefully the Dolphins lose at least one of those these last two games for them to make it. On the NFC side of things, nothing really changing all that much. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, Bucks are still somehow the four seed. The Jags are the four seed, so we got two teams potentially that could go to the playoffs with a sub five hundred record. That being said, uh, Panthers I think could still make the playoffs. They're, if they win out and the Bucks lose out, it'll be kind of tough, but it could happen. Uh, Washington back in the playoffs, uh, holding tenuously onto that. I would argue. I think the Lions could still make it in, and. Everyone else here is hoping and praying. Uh, Cleveland, unfortunately, no longer in the playoffs. The Falcons, unfortunately, I think they were eliminated last week. Indianapolis, mercifully, finally eliminated top eight in the draft right now. Ultimately, this is uh, we're, we're coming down to these final couple weeks. Anything could happen. A lot of interesting things happening throughout the week in football. Uh, unfortunately, J.J. Watt will be retiring after this season. That just sucks. Uh, really, and other good news, we have Ed Reed being hired as the head coach for Bethune-Cookman, which is a historically black college. In North Carolina, I believe. And, hey, who knows? Ed Reed could be the next big coach. You never know. Uh, Deion Sanders is doing it over at Colorado and was previously at Jackson State, I believe. He's doing good things, uh, fostering a winning culture. Um, 
Josh McDaniels isn't dismissing the idea of benching Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr can be good. He just, uh, I think the the problem with this offense now is it's basically just fuck it. Um, <clears throat> DeAndre Hopkins is down there somewhere. I think it's kind of a case of they're doing too much with DeAndre. They need to be spreading the ball out more. They need to be channeling Josh Jacobs more. Like, Josh Jacobs is getting absolutely neglected in this offense, even though he's desperately putting the team on his back. It just really sucks to watch. <clears throat> so, let's look forward to this next week in football. We got a whole bunch of games to pick. Week freaking 17. Can you believe it? Week 17. We're almost, almost done with the season. It makes me kind of sad. But if we're gonna uh, we're gonna look at these games, we got the Cowboys playing <coughs> the eleven four Dallas Cowboys going to play the seven and eight Houston Oil. I mean, sorry, the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I, I I don't think this is too difficult of a pick. Cowboys win it. It's, it is unfortunate. I hate to say the Cowboys winning, but the Cowboys are gonna win this one. <laughs> All right, we got a tank bowl. You got the four and eleven Arizona Cardinals going to play the five and ten Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta. Frankly, I don't want to pick a, pick this one. It's a tank bowl, but to win the tank bowl, one must lose, and I think the Cardinals are going to lose lose this game. The Falcons have good talent on their team, and the Fal the Cardinals just frankly they suck. So I'm going to pick the Falcons. I also don't like Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, please fire him, Arizona. All right, we got the 3-12 and da Bears going to play MCDC and the Lions, who are 7-8. and eight. I think the Lions need to win this game if they want to stay in the playoff hunt. If they lose this game, they're out of there. So I'm going to pick the Lions to win it. Uh, the Bears just don't have enough, I think, to beat the Lions. And the Lions have a very good offense. I think they just really need to start building that defense up. Uh, do I think the Lions will make the playoffs? I still think yes. I think they'll be a wild card one and done, though. We have the 7-8 Jacksonville Jaguars going to play the Houston Texans, who are 2-12-1. This is, you know, it's another in-division game. It's going to be very tough. I ultimately think the Jaguars are going to win this one, uh, improving their record to 8-8. Eight and eight. They are the number one team in the division, and if they lose here, I think the Titans are able to kind of sneak back into the playoffs, which, frankly, the Titans have a lot of problems they need to fix, and getting and letting the Titans get back into the playoffs would be very bad for fixing those problems. So I'm going to pick the Jaguars to win this one. All right, we got the 4-11 and 11 Chiefs. I'm not even going to bother saying the rest of this game. It, the Chiefs are going to win this one. It's the it's the fucking Broncos. They're awful. We have the eight and seven Dolphins going to Foxborough to play the seven and eight Patriots. Uh, Patriots and Dolphins really playing for playoff hopes here. I think <clears throat> Dolphins won this last one, but that one was in Miami. I'm gonna ultimately I'm gonna pick the Patriots, even though I don't want to. I really don't want to because we kind of suck this year, but. I'm going to pick the Patriots to win this one. It'll be a tight affair. 
and um, it will definitely make the playoffs a lot more interesting. We got the four ten and one Saturday for the boys going to play the New York. I'm sorry, the New Jersey Football Giants, who are eight six and one. Uh, frankly, the Colts at this point are are the dead are the other dead horse that everyone's beating. So I'm <clears throat> I'm gonna pick the Giants to win this one. They're Offense has been looking good. Not great, but good. I think they'll be a one-and-done in the playoffs as well. And uh, that's really all I can say about that. We have the 6-9 and nine Saints going to play the 13-2 and two Eagles. Uh, I'm going to pick the Eagles to win this one. They're just overall a the better put-together team. The better put-together team, and I think really... The Saints' season was on life support. I think the moment the moment Jameis Winston went down, uh, my hope is that next year Jameis is healthy enough to play a full season. But we'll see what happens at that point. Uh, we got a very important game for playoff seeding. We got the six and nine Carolina Panthers going to play the seven and eight Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now I normally say never pick against Tom Brady, but the Bucks have been freaking awful this year. Uh, Todd Bowles is not the coach for this team. I'm going to say it. Uh, I'm going to pick the Panthers to win it and uh, kind of finally slide into that uh, number four seed, which means they will get a home playoff game that I might go to. We'll see. We have the 6-9 and nine Browns going to play the Commanders in Maryland. Um, well, Browns have a chance to really play spoiler here, I think. Uh, commanders are not that good. Well, the commanders are good, but the problem is they're very like hit and miss. I think uh, they could either be really, really, really good, or they could be bad. I just, I, I'm, I think the Browns are more of a sure thing. I soon see this being a close game. Ultimately, I'm gonna say the Browns pull this one out. All right, we got the 11-4. Uh, 49ers going to play the 6-9 and nine Raiders. Uh, the 49ers are just scary right now. And the Raiders <coughs> have an inept moron as a head coach and are just being run really poorly. So I'm going to pick the 49ers. We have the 7-8 and eight Jets and the Seahawks, the 7-8 and eight Seahawks battling to see who can stay in the playoff race. Uh, I'm going to pick the Seahawks. I think Geno Smith gets the win over his old team. Though if Mike White is playing, I think anything could happen. We have the 12-3 and Minnesota Vikings going to Lambeau to play the Green Bay Packers. We're a 7-8. and eight. Uh, This is definitely an interesting game, I think. Uh the Packers desperately trying to stay in the playoffs, and I think the Vikings need to beat the Packers one more time this year to really solidify that they this team that they've put together is here and can shut you down. Ultimately, I think the Vikings will win this one, but it will be a very tough affair. And it's also not in prime time, so Kirk Cousins can unleash his full uh, power. Got the 5-10 and 10 Rams going to play. We have the Battle of L.A., and I think the Chargers are going to win it. We got just because they're a better team. They're trying to put some stuff together for January football. And ultimately, I think they're just 
over like the Rams are injured to shit. This is what happens when you build your team like a reverse triangle. All of the good shit is at the top, and if that good shit starts getting knocked down, the whole thing crumbles. We got the seven and eight Pittsburgh Steelers going to play the ten and five Baltimore Ravens. Steelers trying to make a move for the playoffs here. And the Ravens' offense is just kind of booty. They have Lamar Duran still as their quarterback. And I think if the Steelers can get good pressure and force Tyler Huntley to make mistakes, I think the Steelers win this one. So I'm going to pick the Steelers. We've got the 12-3 and Bills going to play the 11-4 Bengals. This, I think, is kind of the game of the week. And it's great that it's on Monday night because this is the I think it's in prime time so game of the week right here this is really to see kind of who could beat who this is kind of a who can beat who kind of situation uh really just a tough matchup between two teams like the Bengals I think have really answered the call this year we all thought oh the Bengals aren't gonna make it back to the playoffs oh the Bengals are awful no the Bengals are actually quite good they're, they can play very well. They can play tough. They can play mean. I think the Bengals can't. I think will win this one. But it depends on how mu- much they're able to lean on the running game and keep Josh Allen off the field. If they can, if Joe Mixon can just churn his legs all day long and make sure Josh Allen doesn't get that much time, then I think the Bengals could really win this one. And it also could come down to the air game. You have Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs. You got. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, though I think Joe has a little bit more of an offense around him, whereas I don't think the the Bills really have that. So I'm gonna pick the Bengals to win this one in Cincinnati. So uh, that's yeah, that's the show this week. I know it's a bit shorter than usual. Unfortunately, uh, Poindexter wasn't able to make it this week um, due to the class he's teaching. Um, unfortunately, Moose has dropped off the podcast. We will miss him. So it's just me this week. Sorry. But, um, yeah, so that's what you think. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, that's what I think. Let me know what you guys think. And I will see you guys next week. Have a good one.